short rest with Fonzie and Carla. I feel like this is gonna be a long episode. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's start. Let's all right, all right. Let's um, coming from our rough week uh, once again. We are back. To make our short rest, with me is uh, DM Carlo Gonzalez, all the way from Pasig, Metro Manila. <laughs> Weighing in at <laughs> 205 pounds. Weighing in hey, at... Hey, Fonzie. Hey, hey, man. Weighing in at... No, judge me. <laughs> pounds. <laughs> right, hey, Fonzie. Hey, man. How are you? I'm cool, man. Thank you, DM Fonzie. I, yeah, what you see before you... Is a man <laughs> a little bit <laughs> chunky? <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a rough week, and I'm so glad for um being able to do this again with you. It's um, yeah, it's been a it's been a challenging, I know it's been a challenging week. So mm. yeah, I wish we rather than having a short rest, we just had the long rest. Because <laughs> holy shit, every month is a new. <laughs> Yeah, Every month is a it's a new encounter. Someone who opened the portal to Avernus fucking closed that portal, man. It's it's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah, we yeah, need so to we... stock up on diamond dusts and hundred <laughs> gold pieces to cast yeah. greater restorations all around. Um, <laughs> the Philippines is under threat by this great yeah. pandemic, and we have yet to determine and find the source to be able yeah. to slay it. I wish it yes. were that easy. Yeah, diba? It it isn't. There's always political intrigue. We're not gonna get into that, by the way. There's always um some other problem that needs helping. Ah, uh, but hey, um we're looking forward. I mean, this is a no, this is life. Uh in one of the games that I've played, uh one player I'd like to quote says that there we have two choices with with when it comes to these difficulties. We can either forge on, uh get up. Uh, and move forward or you can lie down and die I would tend to choose the former <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a good way of looking at things very simple yeah. very very clear yeah. and you know just just to give us some perspective on what's happening today with you know with everything with our political leaders and stuff you know in just conventional D&D module writing um, yeah. the leaders don't do anything <laughs> It's up to us. <laughs> Send really someone tough. in there. We'll pay him. <laughs> it's really up to us to solve this problem and for them to take credit. But it's really just the power is just in each and every one of us to just do our part. And that's really just the power of being adventurers like us, like you and me. Yeah. The common folk yeah. of like we need to convince them to stay in their homes, make our ability checks, charisma checks, and you know persuasion or even intimidation just for them to stay <laughs> in their stupid houses and wear their stupid masks and keep <laughs> distance. You should distance, be that hard, yeah. right? It should be that hard. You would it think be that hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I haven't even gotten to companies laying their people off, but I guess let's not. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been a rough time, man. Yeah, difficult, difficult, but definitely um, something that we can learn from and something that we can move forward from. Just look at like what will we look at, uh, what will we look like after everything has transpired and we have 
come out of this victorious? Like, what would that yeah. mean for us? What would we? Look so, like? I guess the question would be, what does the what does victory look like, right? So we already have a vaccine, right? And then we and the dead dragon. <laughs> yeah, just like we just find the dead dra- dead dragons everywhere. Mm. <laughs> the stupid dragons casting coronavirus and us <laughs> failing our constitution saving throws. Oh God! When you say coronavirus, I remember that one. I forgot to see see uh, Ziggy Azalea Bayon. That one uh, woman rapper. I forgot what she said. Coronavirus. I forgot what I mean, that rap is now stuck in my head. Well, number one, wrong rapper. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just pull up your. Excuse me. You're, you're talking about the wrong rapper. It's actually. <laughs> Number two, I will not tell you the right rapper. So you can do that on your own after this episode. And guys, if you do, if you do, uh, like if you have that rapper in mind, just send us a message and Carlo will give you some free stuff. Yeah. Just a PNG of me just doing this. Or, or yeah, or just the TikTok of you dancing. Speaking no, of fuck, don't. <laughs> no, everyone's going to ask for that now. You don't know. <laughs> you got me in trouble, dude. I'm not. TikTok, just no. Do you do you have a TikTok? No, I I don't have a TikTok. I don't want to go into TikTok. I don't want to know how it's done. But I feel like if I should get more views, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I am that kind of you know, attention for it. What were you going to say? I was wondering if we could uh, re-roll some hit dice. Absolutely. <laughs> that was really bad. No? All right. Absolutely. So you go first, Fonzie. You roll. Uh, how's, how's, the week, how's the week been so far? Well, the week has been relatively good despite everything else falling into mm-hmm. shit. Um, I just got my certification from the neurolinguistic programming school that I got into. So I am yeah. now an LP certified life coach. Nice. <laughs> right. Congrats, I, man. I have the certificates and everything. So like, do you know of that kind of like that Facebook post that um, parang yung request na is parang describe your job, but do a bad uh, job about it. <laughs> How would you describe it? Um, I have pieces of paper telling me that I know better and you should listen to me. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> that's good. Someone turned that into an actual like post. <laughs> like Fonzie has a bard and then he just holds up a piece of paper. <laughs> right? But what, what, how, coach, why... But um, why why should I listen to you because of this? And I, I wave around my certificate. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Well, this, you know, this should tell you a... that I'm competent. <laughs> <laughs> be fair, is it that like what diplomas should be doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. You would think. <laughs> yeah, and aside from that, it's just been really uh, well. I ran a game this week. Oh, nice! Congratulations, finally! Yeah. I ran a season nine, um, season nine mod tier two. Uh, it's called uh, Infernal Insurgency, mm-hmm. I believe it was called Infernal, and it has a lot 
of like it's a it's essentially it's a it's a strike team mission. So okay. you gather a team, you form a strategy, and you infiltrate a demon devil slash um, strong ho- stronghold or something. Okay. The, you infiltrate. Okay. And the objective of the mission is to create as much havoc as you can. So it's fine. And and I've been trying out, like I posted a picture on the um, AL Philippines page about the setup that I used because I didn't use Roll20 or any virtual tabletop. Yeah, I used Discord and a camera uh, and battle maps. So what I did is I streamed my battle map with tokens and everything to oh, my wow and it was such a fun uh, a fun game because the players got to use their dice again <laughs> so combat was particularly very interesting because they forgot how to roll dice and <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> forgot how damage works but it's really just part of the game you know just being in that panic state of having an incubus trying to steal your uh Trying to take control of your raging barbarian, <laughs> who Speaking apparently of... who tried to oh there's there's Carlos dice appearing yeah, yeah. Uh, I dice yeah. apparently <laughs> one of the when the barbarian did fail its um, saving throw so uh, it's a the incubus saving throw uh-huh. the incubus took control of the barbarian and ordered it to kill the teammates of which oh, it God. tried to do. And what the other teammates did is they flew 60 feet up in the air. Lo and behold, the barbarian has a broom of flying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So fun times. Fun times. Oh, man. That's so cool. I haven't haven't played by it. Okay. So how did that part, how did that thing end? Like, was that a PPK or? I don't know. No, they got got particularly... um, they remembered that their only objective was to kill the incubus and not really try to get away from the barbarian. So they just focus fired on the incubus and then eventually Okay, okay. The incubus like snapped out. Oh, why am I why am I so, flying and why does I have why do I have John's blood on my axe? And the incubus <laughs> last words were goodbye, nice to know you. <laughs> oh my for those who don't know, I love incubus. <laughs> So do I. Wish, but don't wish I was there, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've, that format works better for me. So I kind of regret spending money on Roll20. <laughs> so, but it's difficult because you have to think about um, its honor system. right? So you have to think about oh, yeah. the players that you, whom you really trust uh, with the honor system because it's so easy. I rolled a natural 20. I rolled a natural 20, DM. Make a charisma saving throw. I rolled the uh, 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 21. Uh, <laughs> that was negative. Yeah. Yung wisdom score. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess ikaw lang yung nag-camera nun for the battle maps, no? Yeah, but if the players wanted to, like for example, there was a there was a interesting NPC who couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. One of the module notes, you know, that you would get from the module itself is to act it out with gestures. So I switched my camera from my, you know, my token camera to my webcam, and I uh, mimed the interaction, and it, it, they got it. It worked. Oh, okay. That's cool. So that's probably something that I would do because it's just nearest to the experience of being over the table. Live, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I feel nga I feel nga that the online online tokens like I save roll 20 these days for ano talaga for mostly for combat encounters and stuff. Other than that, I just role play theater of the mind lang. Yeah, and that's 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 the shit. That's how it works. That was if you have ano, if you have like cameras on, like yung reset the weeb group, we yung ano, weeb group ko that I usually ano interact with on a weekly basis. We always have our cameras on. It it's good eh. It's good to see those faces eh. It's therapeutic too, cause you see another human's face. But yeah. I feel na ano, once once I get them into D and D, it's gonna it's gonna be one hell of an ano of an ex ano um, campaign. Uh, do, do they not run? Uh, do they not play any one of them sort one of, of them role playing mm, games? No, the one of uh, one of them does. Uh, yung iba wala. This is a work and shit. So <laughs> anyway. All right, so is there? I know. Uh, would, you like, uh, would you like to roll some hit dice, my friend? Uh, yeah, um, I think. Uh, yeah, I would love. I would love to. Uh, for over the past week, I've been. Well, same thing. Busy at work. I've been. Uh, rewrite. I've been writing some reviews on some anime that I've watched because I'm starting out a new segment and potentially a new, also another. I know, um, another podcast which deals with anime stuff, no man. So that's ano, that's um that's another thing. So nice. my my to do my to do list outside of work keeps growing as well. Work-wise, ganun din. Um it's been ano din, it's been um uh it's been the list is growing, but I feel na considering how news then uh, recently sadly, no. Um the Philippines has officially reached a recession. I feel like we're you know, we're lucky that we're getting a lot of um jo- uh, of job opportunities it's better than I mean, a lot of people getting laid off and stuff so it's sad yeah. and yeah it's been really rough na it's been really ru- rough lately and as uh, uh, no, i know as i mentioned like these podcasts they they might seem na ano for they might seem na up oh, this is for my channel and stuff it's all it's also really you know it's also really therapeutic to just be able to talk with someone about these things and the things that that I that I know that I love that I care about yeah and yeah that's a uh, yeah I think I rolled a natural twenty because I needed to, or <laughs> I I rolled the maximum hit die because I needed to get that off my chest and I be I'm very grateful for you man for just being able to talk to me with this. About the nerd, nerdy things that I like. <laughs> yeah, this has been our like how I described it to one of because I've been inviting people over to not only listen but maybe even guest in the podcast in the future when we're ready to take in guests. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the thing that I've how I've described the show is like therapy. You just yeah. talk about you get away <laughs> from the hustle and bustle of normal life and go into our short hour of just talking about things we're really passionate about and things that we, you know, that we, you know, consciously set aside and you don't really have that same space anymore. Unlike before where we can just go out and spend time with players, even after the game and talk about the game, like what they did wrong, what they did right. And like what the consequences could have been if certain choices were made. Were made. Or omitted, diba. <laughs> so those were those are the kinds of like conversations that you miss um 
even in having... online games because like especially for public games i'm not crapping on al particularly but um once the game is over and you distribute your rewards they leave the discord channel and that's it thank you dm yeah. it's very it's, it's very you know one night standish yeah. Uh, funny you mentioned that because I was actually thinking of the same thing. Um, uh, is that the uh, like the AL community is uh, in terms of like DND sort of gives out that kind of vibe, you know, just one night stand. I have an itch. I have to scratch. I should join a public table and scratch my itch. <laughs> And then, and then that, do like 150 points of bludgeoning damage in just one round. Yep. <laughs> and and you and you get your your energy out. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. And your craving <laughs> is um uh <laughs> and your craving is sated for a bit. And uh, then after a after a bit, after a few hours, you kind of feel guilty and there's a hole in your heart. <laughs> you know, that you wish that there were some other things that you could have done in that game that is not particularly present in long-term <laughs> campaigns, you know, which is a meaningful relationship. <laughs> Friends, right? like right. that's why I'm really adamant at getting my Weeb group to play D and D. Then, because not only is a way for us, is it a way for us to bond, pa, other than talk about anime and sh- stuff. I know, eh. Um, it's an experience. Like other, most likely, yung, the the theme of our campaign would be anime esque. So, <laughs> oh yeah, there are mods uh, that are anime. So I, can, I know, I can, right? Can, yeah, I can give you some. Could you run that game that. for us? Like, if you don't mind, I would grab these little shits together. We'll just gather around your bonfire, <laughs> and you can just if run ever, it for us. like if ever, um, that would happen. Like if you would want like an anime esque uh, geek, you know, kind of like story, um, yeah. I wouldn't be the best person to run it because I'm not <laughs> yeah. very well versed in worlds of anime. Although I do yeah. watch my, you know, I do have my fair share of anime, but I'm not that kind of a connoisseur. Yeah. Like in terms of like wine, I drink Novellino, and I like <laughs> Novellino. But Novellino is good, the man. What? <laughs> I like it because it's. How dare cheap. you! <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I have trash taste. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, go that's, on. That's me in anime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to the topic at hand. Yeah, um, this whole me, this whole um, uh, resurgence of the MECQ. I call it MECQ Part Two: Electric Boogaloo. Because yeah, we're. <laughs> We're back. We're back to this again, and it's only for two weeks. But I feel like if if things aren't going like if if administration, I don't want to say administration. If um, governance is a, is ano, not doing its part, quote unquote. I don't want to get political in this podcast. Let's get political over fair and though. Pero like like let's just do it on our on ourselves. Like parang let's. Tayo tayo na lang, kumbaga. Mm. We'll just, uh, let's just do, uh, let's just uh, do best practices. Let's just keep clean. Let's just stay home. Yeah, it, how, it, would, uh, how do you think Baldur's Gate will handle a pandemic with the 
political uh, climate of Baldur's Gate being a run by dukes and duchesses and that the enforcement of um, law is done by a mercenary gl- group called the Flaming Fist. The Flaming like, Fist. How, how would that ECQ look like in Baldur's Gate? I imagine, like, didn't they do that before? Like, they segregated those infected or had symptoms and then they... Um, it just virtually killed them all. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's how it, there is. A, this is the dark ages. This is this is way before a sci. This is I know. This, like, there's no there's no practice of medicine mm-hmm. per se. So they'd probably just like find a way to heal them. Have some get some adventures to find out the magical. I know. Uh, well, first they they'll hold the council of people who know more better than most people, <laughs> magic users, right? mm-hmm. uh, People who are very uh, acclimated towards the 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 wild or or nature. They hold this big gathering. They talk about it. What causes this thing? And then you know, okay, so this is what causes this thing. Let's send out some adventure resource, uh, researchers to get resources from all over, you know, all over Feyran. And then let's come up with, you know, with a uh, with a uh, with, with a cure somehow. Right. And then they have to prevent this particular plague from spreading. And then those that are infected with the plague, they don't heal them, man. I feel like they they die. <laughs> they just. Yeah, they're killed. Opa, I, well, I call it the Opa <laughs> Pyongyang style. <laughs> I feel like this would be a very, this is a darker version of Opa Gangnam. Pero, yep. Yeah. <laughs> the song yeah. just ends after 15 minutes, after 15 <laughs> seconds. Opa Pyongyang style. Just dark screen. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I've regained my hit points. Um, to the viewers, just if you'd like, or viewers and listeners, uh, if I'm not sure if Spotify has a comment. I don't think they have a comment section, but um, just send us comments in our posts whenever we promote this. And all. that's how you feel mm-hmm. about um, how I know how people in Feyran and in the Forgotten Realms can, uh, would handle this particular pandemic. Right. Like, how would your tier one character react to the <laughs> measures being introduced by the officials and leadership of Baldur's Gate in terms of uh, sequestering and eliminating the source and the spread of this dangerous pandemic? Parang mm. little do they know. Ah, it was the le- it was it was the leaders who came up with this, so they can purge the land of those there. Just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. And similar to, you know, similar to the fashion of modules and adventures in Dungeons and Dragons, the solution really lies in the adventures, not the yeah. leadership. So it's really just yeah. up to each and every one of us who picks up our own sword and face shield and to be able to don them so that we won't make our constitution saving throws with disadvantage. So give yeah. yourself give yourself a chance at life. Practice social distancing, wash your hands, wear your masks, and go out only if you want to or only if you need to. <laughs> yeah, there's this post that I made about how Dungeons & Dragons players are actually more uh, cautious about that because there's still a like there's still a 2% chance of getting infected. At, uh, let me just pull that up. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen that particular um, uh 
graphic about ano about um the likelihood the, the, of one the, to be able yeah to. hold on yeah I, i'm 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 getting to it Pero, yeah, yeah, while this, while you're while you're getting to that like thinking about a situation in the dnd verse about a pan- localized pandemic um i believe one of the situations happening that was sort of like similar to this is uh the events coming from the tomb of annihilation which is mm. a adventure book it's toa right and yeah. the idea being that the whole island of cholt cholt being an island located you know somewhere you know, distant from the from Feyrum, right and cholt is a very isolated island with their own economy with a, with their own thing going on and it was struck with this curse it's called the death curse and the essentially, death curse. essentially uh, the death curse encompassed everyone who would enter cholt and even if you exit cholt you still carry the death curse it's not transferable it you just need to enter cholt and be you know and be exposed to that energy and the death curse what it does is it deteriorates your, your soul i your guess soul. so once you die you die you're not able to uh be revivified or reincarnated in any way so once you die you're dead and that's hardcore really just, mode yeah and it's just really scary you know and i thought yeah. you know i thought initially dnd was like that like once your character dies you're dead i didn't know there were spells like revivify which brought you know characters back to life which is something to look at and what's interesting if we really dig into like what politics and what leadership did to be able to curb uh the death curse in show <laughs> well they hired adventurers to do it for them <laughs> Can you like uh, go there and um, throw your life away and to save and, others? <laughs> and and what's interesting is that you know they've hired a lot of adventurers to do that for them, and most of them failed. <laughs> so it's kind of like you go and solve the problem, then you go and solve the problem, and once once they've solved the problem, the government takes credit. Uh, uh, yeah, s- speaking of which, man, I have we have to give a shout out to these heroes. And um, yeah, besides the adventurers from Chold, more importantly, our frontliners. Mm-hmm. Man, these these guys deserve they serve a lot of credit. Like they are like if the, this is our war, this is our generation's war, man. This whole pandemic thing, and they are our frontline soldiers right now. <sighs> Absolutely. Not Shout just, out to you guys. You're not the just heroes. the front line. They're they're holding it down. You know. Um, from, yeah. From everything from uh, taking care of initial symptoms to making sure that patients are isolated and follow rules, but also uh, patients after they are cured that they still follow protocols. Like I've I know people who have been, you know. Uh, who tested positive for coronavirus and their journey have been, you know, individually has been different, but essentially it's just the support of these health workers and other frontliners that have provided the best support for them. So, yeah, yeah we're thinking of you. Uh, and actually one of the players in my table, regular table, Luke is a frontliner and some of them are doctors. So um, part of my, you know, my, 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 my I would say giving back to them is just to give them games and occasionally you know try to kill them <laughs> just to give them more excitement in life and just to provide yeah. joy 
in some in like four hours a week, you know, just a escape from their normal day to day challenges. Yeah, guys, if if you like us to run a game for you, let's let us know. Let let Fonzie know at least. I'll probably play this table <laughs> as a PC. But yeah, I I didn't know that uh, Luke was an ano pala frontline pala. Yeah, good. Yeah. This the is their line. way of ano. This is their way of like relieving stress. This is. Oh yeah. yeah. It's been and, very rough. For them. Yeah, and I was we were running Baldur's Gate actually for them, which was which is interesting. Maybe I'll run Toa. Just for them to be, you know, thematically. <laughs> Not this again. We already have this in real life. What? Another pandemic? God damn it. Anyway, um, I found the poster. So here's what it says. All right. Uh, it'll be really quick. Why do D&D players take coronavirus seriously? <clears throat> We've learned two things from experience. Number one, a 2% chance of death is not as low as it sounds. Remember those uh, death saves where you roll a one? <laughs> and then, no matter how high your constitution score is, there's always a chance you'll fail your saving throw. Right? So, coronavirus is not a game. But still, we're very careful. We don't want to take chances. We don't want to take risks. It's because it's, you know, it's a very real threat. Eh? And what's sana if... I, if ikaw lang mag-isa, eh, no eh. No, no man is an island. You get yourself infected, there's a chance that you infect others. Yeah. So, uh, and think it, about, just, mm, and think ahead. about it this way, like a lawful evil creature would still wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it, would, it would, it would make sense for everyone to just wear a mask because if yeah. You, even if you're evil, you know, which I know you are deep down. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. So, so we just need to be smart. Uh, and, yeah. you know, the chaotic, maybe the chaotic evil ones won't wear masks because they yeah. don't really think of anything yeah. ex- or they don't really care. So we're yeah. seeing like, we're seeing like the alignment of people based on their behavior here. Yeah. So you would, if you are evil right now, if you are listening to this and you identify as evil, be lawful evil and wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't, if you can't do it, like if not for yourselves, do it for your minions, man. Do you yeah. know how hard it is to get good labor these days to get good, um, uh, Good uh, foot footmen. I forgot what mm-hmm. the, henchmen rather. Peons. Try to get, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and this isn't to say na ano, what we're not what uh, we're not saying na stay at home. Well, we're, we're recommending that we stay at home. But there are some people who are like less privileged that can't necessarily stay at home. They have to work. But what we're saying is just be very very like careful. Oh yeah. Uh, put the, put alcohol on your hands. Wear a mask. Stay away from people. Like practice social distancing. Yeah, don't talk to your crush. Things like that. <laughs> I stammered that. I'm like, oh no, wait! I talked to her via Facebook. So like thinking gotcha. about thinking about how uh, you know alignments would wear their masks, right? Like chaotic goods. I know the the lawful goods would probably wear proper face masks and face shields yeah. and PPEs and stuff like that. Uh, Cha- chaotic goods would probably just wear face <laughs> face masks and sometimes, you know, hang it like a little oh, bit just below, below the nose. 
chaotic chaotic neutrals would probably just you know just take off the masks once you know once it gets itchy but occasionally brings it back chaotic evil people won't probably won't probably wear masks (laughs) yeah lawful evils probably will will wear masks they will wear masks and and then they will work towards uh, poking your own mask so it has holes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And sell anyway. and sell like plants for sixty five thousand pesos <laughs> Wait, on the Facebook what? marketplace <laughs> and oh overpriced face masks. Like and capitalize oh, on okay. businesses that are you know th- that's what lawful evil people do. But at <laughs> for least some they reason, I thought, uh, yeah, they do. But now that I think, you know what? Like overpriced mask. Oh, okay, I get it. I thought you said plants and like sixty five thousand pesos. Yeah, for a plant. <laughs> for a plant. <laughs> what? Well, uh, why? What is this plant? Is this like a really rare? No, no, it's not. It's not even. It's just capitalizing on the economy. You know how, oh, wow. and how you know how weird other people's buying behavior is. With There's a difference between being a very honorable entrepreneur and just being a dickhead. And that is a very fine line. <laughs> the, fi- yeah, the fine sure. line being that who who's the focus on? Like a dickhead, you focus on yourself. Yeah. You're a good businessman, you focus on other people. That's yeah. the line. Mm, that's a really good li- man. Then I want to get into inbound marketing all of a sudden. <laughs> I have a piece of paper telling yeah. me oh. that I know better. Oh, how it shines. Plus two charisma. No, plus two charisma. Yeah. My, my feet is being right. <laughs> that is, we need to nerf that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking nerf that shit. Stupid. Chris Perkins, what is this? Well, he does have a master's, but he does have a certification. But he is a certified dick as well, so. Uh, anyway, um, like a certification is just a piece of paper. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's really just how you behave. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of um, being able to convince people, that's considered an ability check, right? It it's is. A pers- it, it's a skill, rather. But skills tend to have ability checks. Oh, So, yeah, we are going to talk about um, ability checks uh, for this podcast. Uh, uh, Okay, drawing from our example of the coronavirus poster, there's a 2% chance to fail a saving throw. Um, So, yeah. Uh. (laughs) So, yeah, just talking about ability checks now. Like, in your character sheets... Hold on. It's okay. uh, In your character sheets, you would see six uh, of your pillar abilities, right? First of them being strength which measures your physical power. Second, your dexterity, which measures your agility. Mm-hmm. Constitution, which measures your endurance. Mm. Uh, intelligence, which measures your reasoning and memory. This is interesting. Wisdom, measuring your perception and insight. And charisma, measuring your force of personality. Mm, so yeah. the ability checks are distilled from these ideas. So essentially, we have... Uh, different ability checks that would 
be prompted once you try a certain action or an, or you're going for a certain outcome within the mechanics of the game. So yeah. like like uh, information for our beloved tier one um, adventures listeners. <laughs> listeners, D&D is much more than combat. Yeah. Whoa, lo and behold. <laughs> And yeah. Fonzie has the certification to prove he knows right. Yeah, I'm always right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not always right. I'm wrong all the time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, um, in, in essence, like one of the one of the situations that really brought me back to this idea is that there is a very big difference from playing modules. Modules being short adventures that span from two to four to six hours, sometimes eight, depending on the DM, and uh, and versus li- really these long-term campaigns, whether homebrew or whether set adventures, published adventures. That is, so published adventures give a very open and broad um, spectrum in terms of the things that you can do in the world, but. Talking about modules and how specific modules can be, modules tend to have this really focused story uh, story point, um, the goals that you need to accomplish, um, obstacles, the maps, and combat, and eventually you know getting getting the objective done, whether or not yeah. you're successful or not, right? So, in terms of like. Focusing on the modules, there is a plethora of ability checks or checks or usage of skills that is available on your character sheet and even on the player's handbook that kind of like gets lost in how we normally do things, right? Yeah. And talking about that and just, you know, just which is kind of like the spirit of this discussion so that we can revisit all these checks and what are these checks four so um so thinking about uh what what check would you like to focus on right now carla and discuss as we kick off this idea well uh yeah so as in a nutshell i'm uh if you guys want to read along (laughs) i'm not gonna read though i'm gonna we're gonna talk about it but just um just as a reference we're going to be uh focusing on pages uh, 174 to 179, uh, 178 of the player's handbook. So yeah, an ability check tests a character or a monster's innate talent and training in an effort to overcome a challenge. So yeah, these are what ability checks are for. As to what um, ability checks will be, fo- will focus on. Uh, maybe we can run through all of them, Fonzie. Have like uh, just a really quick um refresher on sure. some of these ability checks and how some of them are um how should i say i say this use the wrong way question mark <laughs> yeah. or how some of them are underrated during some of the or, or underused during the the during circumstances where they will most likely be used all right. So let's let's kick off with the most commonly used, I think, which are strength checks, especially for adventures that are uh, require some, you know, some measurement of your physical prowess in yeah. terms of like, um, you know, in not to 
not to be religious or anything, but going back to the time when Jesus was resurrected and he had to roll the stone away, what kind of check did he make to be able to do that? So probably, probably, probably not strength, but you know, if you were an adventurer stuck in that same cave, like how the hell are you able to roll that stone away? So probably yeah. as you as you describe your character to be a barbarian and then he tries to lay his, both of his hands on the store uh, on the stone and try to roll it and roll it forward and stuff to try to get it open you would have to make a strength check or what uh, under that strength check is an athletics check yeah so um i'll read off of uh, page 175 Uh, strength measures bodily power, athletic training, and the extent to which you can exert raw physical force. So a strength check can model any attempt to lift, push, pull, or break something, to force your body through a space, or to otherwise apply brute force to a situation. The rolling the stone, again, to open up the um, mm-hmm. tomb thing. Okay, Athletics it covers difficult situations where you encounter Uh, you encounter while climbing, jumping, or swimming. Examples include the following activities, and this is something that I've I'd like to discuss with other players. Can I do an acrobatics check? Anyway, sorry. Um, you attempt to climb a sheer or slippery cliff, avoid hazards while scaling a wall, or cling to a surface while trying uh, while something is trying to knock you off. Uh, the second one being you try to jump an unusually long distance or pull off a stunt mid jump, and The third one would be you struggle to swim or stay afloat in treacherous currents, storm-tossed waves, or areas of thick seaweed, or another creature tries to push or pull you underwater or otherwise interfere with your swimming. So yeah, other other anonymous situations include forcing open a stock, a stock locked or barred door, uh, to try to break free of bonds. Pushing through a tunnel that's too small, hang on to a wagon while being while being dragged behind it, uh, tipping over a really heavy statue, and <clears throat> keeping a boulder from rolling or rolling that boulder. Ha-ha. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I've encountered during you know, during uh, in play is that a dexterous or uh, a dex based player uh, wants to you know wants to use acrobatics instead of um, Strength to climb over walls. Right? Normally, um, I would allow that, but I would ask how he or she would do it. Was mm-hmm. it uh, because um, in real life, you know, when you climb, doing pull-ups, for instance, those that shit hurts. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially if you're very heavy, it it'll require a lot of core, uh, core training or core uh, engaging your core and then lifting yourself up to do that. So unless you're able to like, to me, I'd allow it if there's some semblance of momentum happening. Uh, like you could do that. You can use momentum for your, you know, for your um, acrobatics feat. But other than that, I don't. I I really require a strength check. Yeah, I agree. Because go ahead. I agree in terms of like momentum, like how athletics is worded is is a use of sheer force. Right, so if you want, if you intend to climb over like a 100 feet wall, your momentum can only realistically, your momentum can only get you as far up as it can, 
eventually you're going to have to use force or your strength, right? Yeah. And the idea being like, I like the play of momentum because dex checks in terms of acrobat- acrobatics um, and how it's worded kind of like uh, points towards your ability to uh, air coats in the air, stay on your feet. So essentially, it's a use of momentum and how you're able to use that momentum to your advantage. So that's an acrobatics check. So in terms of like, if your character is physically able to climb or scale up a wall, that would make sense in terms of like using momentum. Then probably uh, an acrobatics check would make sense rather than a athletics check. However, yeah. if you are carrying your body uh, and that, that momentum will occasion or eventually come to a hold where you're physically suspended on the wall and you have to use your muscles to pull yourself up. Yeah, that's, that's a strength check, check, man. So yeah. how I would probably rule it is that if you have like an 100 feet in terms of like a wall, right? And okay, so can I can I athletics check my way up DM? Well, you can certainly try. So make an athlet an acrobatics uh, sorry an acrobatics check to scale up, right? So okay, you can certainly try. Use an acrobatics check to see how far up you can go based on your momentum. Mm, yeah, because right? you're just climbing. You're just running up. Right. So narrow you, to style. You, you narrow to style. You 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 slap your hands and make weird uh, gang signs, and then you run run up the wall and you roll a hey, I rolled a natural twenty. Congratulations, you got twenty feet up. Now what? <laughs> now you're stuck there with your momentum. I'll give you a bonus, like forty feet up. You run and you climb up as far as you can. You, you're, you're Sonic the Hedgehogging up the wall and the <laughs> momentum eventually fades as gravity sets in. Yeah. You have to hold on. Okay, you're stuck there. You're 40 feet up the air, up the wall. What would you like to do? So that's kind of like how I would rule it. Mm-hmm. Kind of boring, but, you know, but if you're like, uh, if you're like game or if you're, wife is already calling you where are you and you're a dm and you have to go then probably okay make a ch- make an acrobatics check oh congratulations you managed to climb up a 100 feet wall and you're now in front of the bbag what would you like to do <laughs> and that's where we'll end this session because i have to fight my own bbag <laughs> so i think like one of the ways that athletics are is misused is that um, just the, just the idea of like keeping in mind the idea of using force, using physical strength to move something. So if you have to think about there are, there are normal activities in life that you would have to you know use your force and you engage your core and bite down, and that's really when you would use uh, athletics rather than acrobatics. If it's acrobatics, it would just be a play of momentum. You would gather momentum for yourself and use that momentum for your advantage, to your yeah. advantage. And when, when it comes at least to scaling walls, at least that's one of the, no, that's one of the, like, yeah, like I, I always ask them to do um, strength checks or athletics checks if they couldn't describe to me how they would scale this wall that you know, requires momentum. Yeah. And part of and talking about now movement and moving from 
uh, strength checks in, into dexterity checks because we've been mm-hmm. talking about acrobatics. So under dexterity are three things, acrobatics, sleight of hand, and stealth. These are normally, you know, very roguish types of skills yeah. that you would uh, utilize. But essentially, they have their own purpose. They have their own very significant um, purpose in how we relate with the world around us. With, yeah. ac- with acrobatics, again, like I said, it's just about using the momentum. So it covers your attempt to stay on your feet in a tricky situation. Uh, such as when you're trying to run across a sheet of ice, balance on a tightrope, or stay upright on a rocking ship's deck. So it's just about yeah. more or less this kind of like points towards balance, but you can um, more or less expand this to the idea of your character being able to still stay centered uh, despite the environment going to shit. Yeah. So that's it. Like, I guess we could... We could we could include it. This is since a lot of um, crossbow or you know dex based fighters are 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 archers. Maybe we could include precision as well, like precision, balance, uh, know knowing how to shoot things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sleight of hand also is something that would point towards precision. In terms of like, how are you able to precisely maneuver your dexterous hands and fingers to be able to perform tasks that require some level of um, intricacy and carefulness and you know intentionality? In terms of like breaking locks or uh, disarming traps and stuff like that, things are and. Even you know pickpocketing or placing evidence or planting evidence into uh, some uh, Skyrim. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Skyriming, <laughs> pressing your L L three button to duck down and sneak, and you press A to pickpocket. Right. So whenever you attempt, so it's essentially how it's written. It's whenever you attempt an act of how do you pronounce ledger domain. Ledger domain. Ledger domain. Ledger domain. Uh, whenever you attempt an act of manual trickery, right, uh, such as planting something on some someone else or concealing an object with your person, or similar to those types of things, when you don't want people to notice what you're doing with your hands, right, it's a sleight of hand check. Or essentially, if there is a specific action that you need to make that requires a very delicate approach to doing things, so that's a sleight of hand. All right. Okay. So if you'll notice, Nito, uh, the dexterity ability is also linked to armor class and to initiative. It's because uh, armor class, because this is how you dodge. <laughs> this is your dodge um, mechanic, or this is your dodge uh, mechanic in Ragnarok. <laughs> wow. I'm referencing some, some Aurelian or some really old games. Anyway, uh, so if you'll notice why your um, AC has your dexterity modifier on uh, on it, it's because it's AC um, kind of acts as your um, reflex meter. Uh, so mm-hmm. this, this determines how good you or how well you dodge things. Yep. And then lastly, uh, pertaining to reflexes, initiative. Uh, is also linked to the dexterity check. So a uh, rolling initiative is really uh, rolling dexterity checks to find out who acts first. Mm-hmm. 
Okay? So at the beginning of every combat, you roll initiative by making a dexterity check. Initiative determines the order of creatures turns in combat as described in Chapter 9 of Combat. Yep. And part of that also, part of that is, you know, the idea of HP is not really you get actually hit by an attack. Yeah. It's, a, it's a circumstance that happens around you um, that represents your HP. So some DMs would like to really just focus on characters actually getting hit, but yeah. sometimes you can play it off as an event that happens around you, right? And part of the dex checks are also is stealth checks, and part of mm-hmm. stealth checks is you, just your character's ability to be unnoticed or to stay unnoticed and to hide in plain sight or either use the environment to his advantage to be able to sneak around enemies, um, slip away, or just be able to stay hidden in a sense. Yeah. So this is like me where where uh, strength con- concerns like sheer physical force exerting against something or pulling towards something. Um Dexterity is really just maintaining your shit amidst the chaos. Yeah, <laughs> maintaining your physical, I know, your physical um, disposition, your physical calm, mm-hmm. your physical chill. I can't believe I'm using these terms to describe ability checks, but yeah, it's just maintain your ability to maintain your physical chill mm-hmm. during really rough situations. Yeah, and, some, and yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and using this physical chill against your opponent, especially if you use finesse weapons or if you're a monk and you like to be very accurate when it comes to hitting those uh, key sensitive areas mm-hmm. of the body. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of uh, activating uh, and keeping making sense of your body and staying in control of your body <laughs> is constitutions che- uh, constitution checks. Which, um, would you like to talk about that? Karna? Yeah, constitution measures health, stamina, and vital force. So this is basically, yeah, for lack of a better form, a uh, better word rather, it's your constitution. This is your life force. This is, this is your health meter, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. So constitution checks are, um, I'd like to say, especially when it comes to... Um, combat or no it's actually really happens in combat pero uh, it says in the phb which i don't know i feel like i'd like to disagree with constitution checks are uncommon and no skills apply to constitution checks because the endurance this uh because the endurance this ability represents is largely passive rather than involving a specific effort on the part of a character or monster so constitution check uh, can model your attempt to push beyond normal limits. However, mm-hmm. uh, the DM might call the, the DM might call for a constitution check when you try to accomplish tasks like the following: holding your breath, march or labor for hours without rest, uh, go without sleep, survive without food or water, and quaff an entire stain of ale in one go, without you know calling your ex and telling her how much you don't want her back. Pero yeah, um, this is a no. This is essentially the this is essentially a more passive thing. Like if you if you have you're 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 either gifted with it or you're not or you know you, you can develop it. Yeah. Um makes sense this is this is the called this is the ability check for all triathletes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah uh, march like marching, running, swimming, uh, swimming, biking, and running for hours without rest. 
uh, it's something that ano, it's something that um, a lot of uh, long uh, endurance athletes train for. So this is their thing. Mm-hmm. They are the barbarians of the real. <laughs> they have really high constitution. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it kind of like measures also the force of will of one person. And it's being, although isn't the force of will wisdom? I guess in terms of uh, in terms of um, physicality, mm-hmm. right? That's what you meant. So no, I will not die. <laughs> that's that's my ano, That's my verbal ano, That's my verbal interpretation of what the constitution is like. Our constitution check is like. Like I can imagine just being blasted in the face by a, a frost uh, by a white dragon. Yeah, I think I think a constitution check would is right for that. Because you couldn't. Yeah, we'll talk about wisdom in a bit, but yeah. uh, essentially it just measures your ability to stay um, uncompromised, and that's really just the the measurement of. Or, or what I mean by force of will. Force it's of just will. Oh, okay. For you to all be right, able right. to um, stay, whether or to measure what your reaction is going to be based on internal or external factors. Yep. And for you to either you know stay on point or have a random effect happen to you because, because you failed your constitution checks. Yeah. And so there are circum- yeah, mm-hmm. and there are circumstances that would affect your ability to uh, maintain a strong constitution. In terms of like yeah. being, uh, let's say something happens that you are emotionally uh, compromised, so you can't really dig in the, too deep in terms of your own constitution. And this is the only check that you don't do with disadvantage whenever you're stunned or incapacitated or anything. yeah, because this it is, is a passive thing. It is a very passive thing. So um, it's either it's either you still make constitution saving throws whenever you're incapacitated or in zero hit points, but you still do it straight. So depending yeah. on, of course, depending on the circumstances of your own, you know, of your own condition. Like if you're poisoned, let's say, if you're poisoned, you do all checks or saving throws with disadvantage. So this would point to that that you, since yeah. your body is compromised, compromised, you, yeah, you can't really dig in too deep because you you're very vulnerable in that sense yeah it's voice oh my gosh oh, it hurts sorry this is this is one of the checks that i this is one of my favorite checks mostly because i like imagining how it would feel like being hit for example by um what do you call that is that a what's that a power word death i'm not sure it's it's a, it's um it's a super strong spell where you Get hit by it, and you have to make a constitution, uh, say constitution saving throw in order to, um, to with withstand that, bla- uh, that ray of necrotic damage. Maybe we can talk about damages in a while. I I imagine how how it's like. What's it going to feel like? Is it you be it? Does it uh, like? Does it make you feel like your uh, life force is being drained away? And how does that feel? Like, do you feel dizzy? Do you feel Sleepy? What I mean, there's so do you feel really like pain driving up, uh, across your body? So it this is one of the texts uh, that I love because it makes me imagine how painful that would hurt. Anyway, well, so I just like to put that in. <laughs> power word gill has no save. Oh, it's just it just kills you. Oh, mm-hmm. what what was that 
what was that thing that with the concert? Oh, I don't. This is this is why I'm a martial fighter. I don't remember some of the spells. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, that's one of and another thing. The I mentioned earlier, the dragon's frost breath. I do imagine like um, I'm a person who is more akin to fire uh, uh, and and hot weather. So if you expose me to cold weather, I am at I am at my weakest. If you expose me, like going, for example, going to Baguio is going to be a rough trip for me. Going to like Japan. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was really rough because it's really cold back there. I and they're just imagining, oh uh, yeah, going ima- imagining this really huge white lizard just blasting f- uh, ice at me. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, maybe but, uh, I was think I was looking up the spells and maybe the the death spell that you were thinking of is finger of death. Yes, Yon, that's it. I I was remember Dota. No, it's not. Yeah, it's a Dota, but uh, finger of death. That's it. That was it. Mm-hmm. You need to do a, a, no, a constitution a save. saving throw, or yeah. you take seventy-eight plus thirty necrotic damage. Um, I I want to know. How, I don't want to know how that feels. I just you know want to know how it was how people would describe how that feels. Yikes! And if you die, you turn into a zombie. That's finger of death. Oh gosh. Oh yes. Ah, so they're just a they're just a shambling corpse of undeath anyway. Mm-hmm. Sucks well, to know, be on the receiving end of that. <laughs> well, you know what they say, Fonzie. You wouldn't expose yourself to these situations if you were intelligent enough, question mark. And yeah, um, our next check would involve intelligence checks. And as you can see, cons- uh, regarding these segues or these um, transitions to different ability checks, I don't have a high intelligence check. So, Fonzie, take it away. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> In terms of intelligence, it just measures mental uh, acuity, strength of recall, and ability to reason. So it's logic here, right? Logic. So an intelligence check comes into into play when you need to draw on logic, education, memory, or deductive reasoning. So there are three, uh, or no, there are five uh, pillars here that stems from intelligence checks. First is arcana. Is the Arcana check, which measures your ability to recall lore about spells, magic items, so on and so forth. Uh, history checks, which is something that measures your ability to recall information that you have in, in like um, that you came across before, either by chance or by story, or you know if there is something that you specifically that you need you that your character needs to remember, you can just roll a history check for you to be able to do that investigation is more of it's not so much as the physical activity of going through and rifting uh you know and going through stuff to be able to look for uh, items it's your ability to identify clues and make deductions based on those clues so um in terms of like if you're ravaging through um like a bedroom to look for a journal and that's sort of thing versus if you would like to use investigation investigation checks would allow you some sense of system uh, systemized systematized uh, search yeah approach Uh to that uh, method for you to be able to go through that search without like Geralt's witcher senses yeah Mm. (laughs) yeah uh, yeah exactly that right Um, nature checks is 
measures your ability to recall lore about terrain, plants and animals, and the weather and natural cycles. So this is this is kind of like used very loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, nature checks it measures your ability to uh, remember or to interact with the uh, elements surrounding the world around you, right? Yeah, uh, is, and yeah. talking about the last one, the last pillar here is religion. Religion is just measures your ability to recall the same thing, lore about deities, rites, and prayers, or religious hierarchies, holy symbols, and practices, which is something very interesting because we use religion checks very loosely in terms of like, you want to talk to your deity or make a religion check. So that's not really a thing, but it could be a thing if you would like it because sometimes people, you know, use religion as a way to measure one's ability to connect with your deity, which is not really the case, (laughs) you know, as you think about, you know, as you think about this, but it's just about your ability to be able to remember uh, yeah. measures to recall. It just says here. So it's just your ability to do that. Yeah, like maybe how, how do you talk with your deity? Uh, like how to initiate a conversation? What rights do you need to follow? Siguro. There are um, spells that do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you yeah. would probably need to expand some spell slots because, you know, the, with I like DM. I would like to sit down in a corner and pray to my God. Can I roll a religion check to see uh, what my God tells me? Uh-huh. Well, there are spells that do that. So you can't go into a corner. DM, can I roll a? Can I talk to my God? Something. So you can just cast certain spells to be able to do that. And there are like spells like commune, uh, spells like um, or channel divinities like uh, divine intervention. So these are these really kind of like put into perspective in terms of how you relate and how you use your deity in game, because they're not as, you know, they're not as hands on as you would think, like in terms of like that, in that aspect. So it's an interesting it's an interesting um, view about religion and how it can be enforced in games that, you know, ultimately it's your choice, you know, how you intend to use uh, skills and, you know, the, this religion uh, feat or checks to be able to influence your game. But th- that's just how th- it's a different way of looking at it in a way. Other intelligence checks include uh, communicating with a creature without words so this really logic through it. How do I communicate to someone that I am hungry? So probably just put your hand over your stomach and another hand pointing to your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that sounds like I, that looks like I'm hungry, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, and for you to be able to understand what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So it's really a logic thing. Uh, estimate the value of a precious item. So appraising. So how much would this gem cost exactly? Uh, putting together a disguise to pass as a city guard. So normally, it, I, I assume this is based on the memory of the of the guy uh, uh, of that person, and then how it would look like. I guess the, the the other skill check for this would be dexterity, so as the precision on how it would actually look like. Or I'm not your, sure how you use your disguise kit. Yeah, add your oh, proficiency yeah. bonus if you're proficient yeah. to it. With it, yeah. Uh, forging a document, so just uh, trying to remember what the do- what the handwriting looks like. Recall lore about a craft or trade. 
that you've read and win a game of skill like chess or <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, I guess. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. That's not... <laughs> For those who are listening to this podcast right now, Ponzi is rolling his eyes. <laughs> no, I, no, no. I'm. Uh, what what I would like to do is I I look up, and what uh-huh. that and what that does, and when you see me going up, I'm trying to remember or think. About <laughs> okay, so I'm not rolling my eyes like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so so you're just <laughs> looking up, like, trying to remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Actually, the point of like chess being a, a measure of intelligence, like, is it really a measure? Of yeah, it's a measure of intelligence. Yeah. Logic, like if he Logic. do if he does this, I will do this. And constitution. But... <laughs> yeah, I've never do. been to an actual chess match. How co- they say it lasts for hours now. Is Dude, that real? Yeah, one uh, look, like there oh are con- there are formats to like uh, chess games. Like the blitz would last about five ten minutes, and there are like um, other forms that would last like less than three minutes. But really, the classical games, that, uh, that's how they call it, classic games or classical games, they would last for hours, even days. Days? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, the fun. No. Holy so, shit. Some games, like like some classical tournaments, would la- one game would last about eight hours. And it's really just exciting because there are certain parts of the game, right? Like it's the opening, the middle game, the late game, and the, you know, and how you and then do like the 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 openings are really just exciting but uh, when it comes to the middle game and just really going out end game. the end game part it just turns into just really this exercise of you know of constitution <laughs> because some, some players spend hours thinking about one move and they're not just, you know, and just thinking about like what the possibilities would be if I made this move. And they think about 14, 15, sometimes even 20 moves ahead. Yeah, and there are 16 pieces. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Chess is really a fascinating game. And it really just reminds you how stupid you are. <laughs> this is why I'm a martial fighter, so... <laughs> Like, like I love chess. I I love to learn the game, but I'm just not really. It's just, it's just, it's just good. For example, like it's a really good tool for me to just focus in on and forget. And and to play chess is exactly to do that. To just focus on the what's going on in front of you in that board. And maybe uh, that's why it's an intelligence check because you know, yeah, it just really requires that say that level of. Focus, focus, mental endurance. Although mental endurance is more akin to, I think, to uh, wisdom. Mm-hmm. And but, yeah, talking about wisdom, we have the same, you know, wisdom checks uh, yeah. reflects how attuned you are with the world around you and represents representing perceptiveness and intuition. It has animal handling, insight checks, which is something very common that we would hear. Yeah. Insight check. If I, if insight I, check, if bitch. I, That's how I say it sometimes. Yeah. Medicine <laughs> checks, which allows you to st- or allows you to stabilize, which is something very strange, but okay. Maybe yeah. Wouldn't that be an intelligence thing? Yeah. Like, oh gosh, he's, uh, what do we do? He's unconscious. He hit his head against the pavement. What do we do? Uh, Remember, should we get a like, doctor? <laughs> They remember like what the procedures would be, so you don't feel for the right procedures, right? You oh, remember. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a strange it's a strange thing, but 
Sure, why not? Um, okay. Like a dying companion to diagnose an illness? Okay. Maybe it's just <laughs> the, like the make of the cleric. Like a cleric is wisdom-based rather than... Oh, like, yeah. He, he is the... She or she is the healer na pala. Okay. And maybe... Maybe the idea being that the cleric needs to just like the method of the cleric is more muscle memory than anything else. So it yeah. maybe this is a, uh, okay. So wisdom also includes perception. Perception checks being one of the most widely used checks in the game. It's mm-hmm. just your ability to be able to see, spot, hear, or detect the presence of something, and measures your general awareness of your surroundings. Uh, and also one of the ways that uh, one of the checks that are widely, uh, you know, not very used often, you know, survival checks um, in terms of yeah. like, following tracks or hunting or guiding your members through wastelands and stuff like that, which is something that uh, my ranger loves doing in terms of like going into outdoor adventures. And- yeah, then he has to because that's the outdoors, man. <laughs> Owl bears and shit. You have to you have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. I, I guess yeah. going back to our Geralt example of the Witcher sense, uh, for those who don't play with the Witcher, this is basically um his way or, or the protagonist, the video game character's way of uh searching items. Would survival equate to a nature ch- or to an investigation check? No, no. Because uh, whenever Different he does investigation. Yeah, different uh, than that. Yeah. Uh, investigation, yeah. I feel like it's looking for clues. Um, why it turned up that way. Right? Yeah, it's it's putting uh, things together. Survival is just your ability to um, look for clues in the setting of the nature uh, of nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, it, you can use your investigation trait to be able to look for other clues, or if there are footprints. Or, yeah. or if there are certain clues aside from footprints that would tell you that there would be movement or you know something like that, but survival is just like it's just Aragorn in that scene where they found out that uh, hobbits are the hobbits could have been killed with by the Rohirrim and stuff like that, and he was just looking at the ground and putting things together. <laughs> it's about to say, it's a very Geralt moment from Aragorn. Wait, they walk right here. <laughs> Aragorn has a plus 20 in wisdom and survival checks. Because we should talk about that later in the podcast, like which, mm. which popular, I know, together. Okay. <laughs> the was based on Lord of the Rings. Yeah, man, I know. <laughs> and that's why, and w- one of the particular, you know, just going on a tangent is that why halflings are called halflings and not hobbits is because copyright. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so uh, they failed their charisma copyright. checks in introducing that halfling hobbit idea. So sad, kind of sad, right? Yeah. So talking about charisma checks now, as we move forward okay. a little bit, um, charisma checks measures your ability to interact effectively with others. So it's a social interaction kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it is, I believe it is the only check that would require, that requires somebody else to be able to use it. Um. <laughs> I, well, uh, we can get to that later on, but the spell casting ability. Oh, so, yeah. uh, uh, rem- okay, so um, for charisma checks, there are one, two, three, four, five skills involved that involve your charisma. So basically, the first one would be deception. 
so if you're trying to deceive someone into believing something, um, that's a check that you make with your ability, uh, with your charisma ability modifier. Intimidation, if you want to intimidate someone into doing something for you or into believing something that you claim, uh, you use that with your charisma ability modifier. Performance, so I think, you know, I think, Fonzie, you can explain this better than I can because I don't know how to perform. <laughs> uh, the wording uh, here is very, uh, is very interesting because it says that your charisma performance check determines how well you can delight an audience with music, dance, acting, storytelling, or some other form of entertainment. So it's just yeah. a measure of delight and how yeah. much you can inspire that a reaction from the audience based on your intent. So for example, if there are certain situations that would require your character to act out a certain, you know, a certain um, circumstance. Wait, for example, uh, you come out of a corner into a group of guards hanging out in the other corner and then you act out as if somebody is trying to take away or trying to rob you or or, or somebody is after you when the intention, yeah, the intention is to create the distraction. So would you have to roll a deception check or a performance check? I would, me- I would actually go for the latter, um, a performance check because of just your character's ability to be able to produce uh, an, an, a story, a story or produce a, this level of um, you know performance that would get a certain level of in uh, uh, or reaction from an audience, which are the three guards. So a performance check, and you know there are you know either either or it's like you can use either of the two, but I would actually opt to always go out for the performance check when there is an audience. But if it's more of a one-on-one thing, like for example. Um, you succeed in that performance check and the guards approach you and some of the guards um, go after and go into that, you know, go into that alleyway and that one guard remains and tries to talk to you and tries to get more information and you deliberately tell, you know, deceiving things. That's when you roll the deception check. That's a deception check. Yeah. So for my, it's hiding the truth. Uh, either verbally or through your actions. So it's just your ability to be able to produce more context without you know stumbling on a few things. So the initial the initial you know pickup line is a performance check, but as you go into the conversation, yeah. it's either persuasion or deception. Yeah, I I, I like that. That's that, that I think that's how it should work. <laughs> but others just go make a deception check because we're running out of time. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's understandable. You know, that, like one check can determine that the outcomes. It just depends on how you want to run your game. But ideally, like that's the setup. Like, how would you? Is it's very underused. Like performance checks are very underused in adventures, mainly just because yeah. other DMs see it. Just like a, it's just a bard thing. You know, it's just a bard yeah. thing. You sing in front of it. Okay, make a performance check. <laughs> that's not the only. <laughs> Use for that. You can you can also apply that check yeah. to other people. And yeah, I have, did. yeah, mm-hmm. I have, I have, I have, I like, I have used that. And you know, my players have reacted well. Like, how yeah. how are you able to? How it just really forces out 
or inspires just really interesting and awkward and just silly role play opportunities. <laughs> how yeah, cha- how do you convince the guards? Like, what do you say? Like, what do you do? Act it out. Say it, right? it it's a it's a good way to really get people or uh, get the players immersed in the game. And yeah, I I feel like we mentioned that we were talking about how some ability checks are underrated, so or how they could have been better used. I guess that's that's one of the instances where a performance check could really be um, efficiently used or mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, enforced by the DM. Absolutely. So uh, going through the anonymous through the spellcasting ability, which is interesting. So bards, paladins, sorcerers, and warlocks use charisma as their spellcasting ability, which helps determine the saving throw DCs of spells they cast. So in my mind, imagine this sheer force of personality being able to summon fireballs to, um, to travel to other dimensions. Imagine just doing that by your sheer will of <laughs> sheer will of force of personality. It's it's fascinating to think that. And to be fair, a lot of you know there have been a lot of people who are who say who are able to do to do that through their sheer force of personality. They're able to change the world in good ways, sometimes uh, in bad ways. But yeah, I, I guess that's a lot. Like shouting, like like pointing out like cultists and how they are able to gather more power. Quote unquote, they're using their charisma. I think I think it's just a way for you know for the creators of the game to be able to contextualize and you know really just be able to somewhat make an order out of where you draw your power from if it's something if, if it's a deity based or a power then it could be from charisma a bard is essentially just a bard and he draws his power from being able to inspire others or to affect others based on status conditions and you know uh, spells like vicious mockery would make sense that it's a charisma sourced power because it's your it's essentially uh it's essentially just trying to fuck your head up <laughs> by saying weird things to them causing yeah. damage so those are those are just interesting ways of how characters interact with magic mm-hmm. and how they draw out magic from their own quirk from their own perspective quirks you know so now, now we come to a segment where I think of, you know, um, well, this isn't really a segment. It's something I thought of the fly. Um, occupations. What spellcasting ability is their main? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking uh, athletes uh, would, prob- would probably, depending on the kind of athlete, I guess, would require a lot of their strength and dexterity uh, abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors and lawyers engineers uh, intelligence lawyers right? hmm. maybe charisma <laughs> ah yeah good point charisma maybe charisma, charisma. a little bit of charisma no well, uh, well, rec- if we go to the cartoon version of lawyers you know maybe charisma <laughs> maybe politicians as well Phoenix, right oh, politicians oh, yeah. maybe charisma lawyers can be like intelligence or something like make yeah. make, make a history check um, how you can recall certain laws and stuff cases, like that. Right? annotations. Yeah, um, for wisdom, 
Coaches, I guess. Wisdom, yes. May, may, coaches mainly wisdom or charisma. Charisma. Um, Priests. May, wisdom, yes, definitely. Like practitioners or uh, like like yoga practitioners, maybe yeah, wisdom. wisdom. And some dexterity, I guess, because it's hard to do those poses. And strength, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, teachers, maybe wisdom. And I would say I like healthcare. Healthcare workers are intelligence, I think. Yeah. Intelligence or wisdom, like nurses and stuff. I feel like constitution belongs to everyone. Everyone should be healthy. <laughs> should yeah. do their best to be healthy so everyone else is healthy. Yeah. So yeah. you are, if you are wearing a mask and practicing social distancing and, you know, and doing all those best practices scrap, you can make your constitution checks with advantage. Advantage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the bonus. Yeah, the bonus. Plus two to protection against corona. <laughs> oh God. I hope so. Like there are like if you think about like just breaking down certain, you know, uh job descriptions and how they're like monks are what what spellcasting mod do monks use? Uh w- w- they wisdom, use right? wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because they draw uh, uh, in from internal knowledge and yeah, self-mastery yeah. and stuff. But maybe wisdom. Yeah. So it just depends on just really being able to sit down. Okay, how? What is the nature of this job? Like what? Like so? Yeah. Now, now I'm thinking. If you if you had the chance, Ponzi, to put to add to min max yourself right now, <laughs> now no? oh. pertaining to specific skills. Right uh, now, what would, uh, hmm. what would you min max? I would focus on uh, constitution and wisdom. Mm-hmm. My intelligence. You already have a fuck ton of wisdom, man. We're talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe just balance out my intelligence and charisma. Okay. My strength, I wouldn't want to be negative with strength, and my <laughs> dex is my dump stat. <laughs> For reals? Yeah. Where would it? I know. Would it dexterity? Ah, it's probably just me, but I felt like playing the guitar. I tried. I tried, man. <laughs> Cooperative service try. I tried to learn how to play the guitar and it, it feels like you need to be very dexterous when it comes to those strings. That's why I am the guitar player I am. <laughs> a very middle rhythm guitar player and I'm happy with it. I don't want to be a lead guitar player. I don't want to spend hours upon hours of practice. Come on. Uh, I would definitely put points in. I would definitely add points into my constitution, my wisdom, and my, my dumb stat would be my charisma, I guess. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if I, I'm a more, I mean, you know me. If you don't like me, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep, he's trying to, yeah, he's looking up and trying to remember instances. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably, you know, put... Um, I probably have a dump stat of ano. Uh, that would be my lowest stat. I, w- I don't want to call it dump stat because it seems like I'm throwing it away. I'll put some points in there. It's just not my focus. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So that's our discussion on ability checks. <laughs> interesting. Very long-winded yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Long-winded it's interesting one. too. Yeah. It, it, Maybe we can include that as a segment in the show and ask our guest about <laughs> what really, the ability. Ch- 
And uh, what's the dumbest ability check you've ever had to do in your games? Like, yeah, for yeah, what? Can... Like, you tried to do something really stupid, and you you had to roll for it. Like, what was that <laughs> event? If you can remember. Um, yeah, and I hope you know uh, the the spirit of this um, discussion is just to really just provide more color in the games and more mm-hmm. understanding as to how certain ability checks behave. Yeah, and to be able to use your ability checks with not only just precision but also with creativity, it can really open up your games to other. Possibilities and other th- other things that your characters can do within the context of the game. Yeah. So you don't have to be limited by very few decisions that your characters can make. Essentially, your choices are as open as your understanding of how you can relate to the world is. So if your understanding is very limited, then the things that you can do in the world is also the same. Very limited. If you, yeah. If you expand your knowledge a little bit to what you can do, like with how these checks can be used for your advantage in terms of like getting your goals or, you know, or objectives or stuff like that, or just getting a desired result, yeah, or killing a dragon, yeah, <laughs> so surviving those, one, yeah, and knowing knowing these things that it is a possibility, you know, and for for early players and for young players who go through the game. They're not really aware as to what their limits can be in terms of role play and what they yeah. can do to interact with the world. So I hope that this has been, you know, uh, valuable to that extent to be able to give you some level of permission permission to be able to try certain things on your own games, you know, and yeah. stretch to like push the boundaries in terms of what your imagination, where your imagination can take you. Yeah, it's all about creativity, man, and being creative with how you deal with the world. <laughs> like right now. <laughs> yeah, like right now. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, I think it's we're a, a little bit overdue for that short rest. Um, it's <laughs> about time for us to gather our things and head on out back to the trail. Real. That, yeah. That we're setting on. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, so, Fonzie, where could they find you? Um, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, slash Fonzie Marquez, F-O-N-Z-I-M-A-R-Q-U-E-Z. Or you can just head out to our coaching Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash activate leadership ph. I also have another podcast about leadership. I publish um, some coaching tips every week, uh, once a week, uh, hopefully uh, adding more content there. So, yeah, so that's where you can find me. How about you, Carlo? Uh, you can find me at uh, carlogeeksout.com. So, carlogeeksout.com. Uh, just use the same whenever you uh, just do a quick Facebook, Google search as well. And you can find me there. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, also subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, yeah, that's really just it. Um, we'd like to thank Pala, our um, our glorious graphics designer, for being very um, talented and for be uh, making our um, cover photo. Uh, mm-hmm. She's you know, she's coming up with new graphics. That may or may not feature us as 
<laughs> as adventures actually because in our thumbnail we just look like ano, we just look like two two people who are out on a hike but yeah Ponzi may or may not be a bard and I may or may not be a barbarian we'll see who knows <laughs> the <tier laughs> watch <ones>. out <laughs> just tier ones the couple of tier one boys <laughs> yeah. They have well, they have a healer anyway. So yeah, yeah that's about it, guys. Uh, if you have any suggestions about topics we can talk about, if you have any suggestions on guests we can host, or if you have any recommendations at all, please let us know. And if we made the mistake on some of these topics, on some of these rulings, let us know, and then we'll have we'll have a really quick light discussion on why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because we have someone who has uh who has paper who can tell you that he's always right. <laughs> well, well, as you can see, yeah, yeah. That just uh, we'd be interested to know like what you're thinking about in terms of like these ability checks. If there's anything yeah. else that we missed, love to know, or any insight that you can give us. Uh, we're just very young DMs here trying to make sense of the world, and. As we're going to, you know, progress through, we're going to invite other people in over to share their own insights and their yeah. own opinions about certain mechanics of D&D that we yeah. could share to the rest of you. So, yeah. Just to Thank share you. my ultimate goal. Sorry, Fonzie. <laughs> my <laughs> ultimate goal is to have Joe Manginelio, uh guest with us. I know it's a pipe dream, but hey, we don't know. <laughs> mm, sure. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Fonzie. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, okay, sure, Let, let's go through that and let's make a, an action plan, like how we're going to make that happen. Just make, I don't know, just get his attention all the time. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Senpai, please notice me. <laughs> yeah, maybe Sorry. you know, maybe as we as we just continue on and just you know, just with the path and with the plan. Yeah, see you on the path, Fonzie. All right, let's go. A short rest with Fonzie and Carla.